All right, so this is a new type of game for the cold open. Uh, what new service is Deliveroo offering customers in London? Is it Coos in Latin America? <laughs> is it uh, order, order dick sucking straight to your door? Uh, what, is it like Deliveroo is back page now? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, in a way. <laughs> so you're saying Deliveroo and providing a safe forum for sex workers to like ply their trade is actually now good. No, but it'll be like exploiting them in some way. Wait, you you order it, you order a delivery, but it comes to the back door. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Any- straight from the dark kitchens that they're operating around the around the city. Um, do they offer you a deconstructed meal? What? So they'll just bring you the ingredients. Yeah, the, the driver so- just like sprays an aerosol at you, like Alanea, but like it's like an acid <laughs> attack on the doorstep. Mm. Awesome. Or, or are you are you suggesting that Deliveroo is now like um, Blue Apron? Um, <laughs> just- did, did, did they pledge Bayar or allegiance to the successor of Abu Bakr al Baghdadi and are now affiliated mm. with Islamic State? <laughs> Deliveroo. Uh, oh, it's a pyramid scheme. And what they do is the guy actually delivers you like a moped and a Deliveroo box. And then you have to go around making the deliveries <laughs> until you can hand it off on someone else. And then that person brings you your food. Milo's the closest one to the real answer. Oh, no. <laughs> have, they partnered no. With, have they partnered with Uber? And if you order someone to your door, they'll run you over for a reasonable fee? You have to look like a bollard, though. Um, no. <laughs> Where do I dial? So, uh, no. Uh, they are now offering their pickup service in 10,000 restaurants within the year, uh, trying to make their own riders obsolete. Oh, cool. What? So, what? The, so, so it's a delivery what? service, but it doesn't deliver the food. You just have to go and get the food. Uh, yes. Li- like you would what already. What a fucking innovation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, they've literally, like, D- Domino's literally have been doing this for years where, like, you get it cheaper if you go and collect it from the restaurant. This isn't stacked. This is what my dad used to do with Indian takeaways in, like, 1998. Phone the place, order the food, go and get it when it's ready. And they're just, like, sitting around throwing a tennis ball against the wall in the <laughs> delivery office, being like, hey, everyone in delivery, they're stuck in the past, man. They're thinking of delivery as something that you do deliver but what if we made people come and get it oh yeah that's a great idea except it completely undermines the entire concept yeah i think if it's if it's been a gag in season one of dairy girls it's not disruptive no uh everyone uh mark milo's first rant on your bingo cards now we have to make those Hey, welcome back to your bonus episode of TF. It's Riley, Milo, Alice, and a special returning like four Pete or something insane like this at this point. In- that, that, that three Pete, mm-hmm. three Pete, mm-hmm. India block, India. How are you doing? Uh, I'm great. I can't wait to go and pick up my own pizza after this. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Deliveroo is now something you experience. Exactly, it, it's the experience economy applied to delivery. <laughs> just uh, having to make deliveries through a big ball pit. Yeah, you make deliveries at a big mm. ball pit. You get, you can take like a, a Tinder date to it. Uh, you can be yeah. like, yeah, we're going to go to the wide world of deliveries. And actually, mm. the um, dark kitchen is India. You mentioned this before. Um, the dark kitchens around London, the places yeah. that That's are where just they develop their the food from the negative now. food. Yeah, well, it's no, it's true. They do have those. God, those. Yeah. They, they are, you, just- you joke though, but this is a thing. I've seen it happen with couples like delivering. Uh, Uber Eats or Deliveroo together as like a, a, a fun activity for them both. What, like on a tandem bicycle? Yeah, well, kind of. 
Holy shit, that is a powerful Lib Dem energy right I there. Know. <laughs> Just oh. cosplaying as the gig economy. We, we have- they're going to introduce a thing where, like, if you go and collect your own food, you'll then get a discount if you, like, deliver your neighbour's food, which they've also coincidentally ordered. Oh, yeah, like ordered. an Uber pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then- a delivery pool. <laughs> Just inventing the bus, but it somehow brings you pizza this time. So yeah. this is what this is. This is um, Dr. Pizza Bus. This is basically like <laughs> the, the company now no longer provides any discernible service to anyone at all, but mm. they still do take a percentage of every transaction that happens. Hmm. Soviet Union, but Everyone shit wants to be a platform now. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus but, Christ. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to steer us much further into Black Pill territory because before oh, yeah. we go on, uh, I want to talk about uh, Bolivia, hmm. where the democratically elected uh, socialist president, Evo Morales, uh, who took power in 2006 when the country was a decrepit fascist narco state, off the back of a mass movement and um, of indigenous leaders, trade unionist socialists, and so on and so on, uh, has just at the time of recording yesterday been told by right-wingers in the army that his president has come to an end. Yeah, and um, they've just put out- compromised um, to a permanent end. Well, essentially, they've just put out an yeah. arrest warrant on him. Uh, so this is mm. this is good. This is fine. I, I, yeah, I, I, Unfortunately, I said, he's been delivered to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said on Twitter that my comment on this was just going to be reading all of the general in his labyrinth into the record. And I'm, I'm kind of still sticking by that. The revolution yeah. uh, eats its leaders. Um, nothing good will be allowed to prosper so long as the US is still a regional power. Um, death to America. Yeah. So uh, Morales, like his... What happened basically was, uh, he was he had he had run an election. Uh, was the fourth after of, of four terms, mm-hmm. um, like noted uh, noted communist agitator FDR. Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, or you know noted commun- noted communist agitators. Everyone like the royal family of Saudi Arabia or Pinochet. How, or how many you could terms go on. did Thatcher have anyway? Was it three or four? Uh, she's still in office, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, but <laughs> the great office in the sky. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? Like, um, he, uh, his, t- he, while while president, with the country's first indigenous president, in like a part of the world where, until very recently, like American companies could just own indigenous people as slaves, mm-hmm. he like reduced their their poverty rate by half. He like quadrupled GDP per capita and was on the verge of nationalizing the lithium mines. And then just by coincidence, this popular leader all of a sudden had a bunch of like, you know, one seventeenth Bolivian people from like elite universities on the eastern seaboard of the U.S. being like, um, actually, you should listen to Bolivians. Mm. Then we say that my family that was asked to leave in the early two thousands, <laughs> uh, just and for because some we reason they're all in improv troops. <laughs> I mean, just just for the sake of like historical record here, Bolivia was founded as a silver mine. Like that was the point of it was to be an extractive enterprise where you used slave labor to send silver back to Spain and inadvertently collapse the Spanish currency. And so we're mm. we're back to that, but with like I don't know AirPods now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So with it's it's lithium. So you know mm. all of those pro- all of those promises to decarbonize without any view to sort of um, class or racial justice. There yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. They're That's ecofascism. Going, they're just going back to their roots. They're going to send all the lithium to Spain to collapse the Spanish antidepressant market. <laughs> <laughs> well, more or um, less. So mm. I, I've got here the um, 
uh, the New York Times uh, leader on oh, there. I'm, sh- I'm sure this will be unbiased. Yeah. The supreme leader of the New York Times. <laughs> Everybody, like, I wish I, I, I wish I had buzzers so everyone could buzz this is, in. This when- is going to have such a good uh, passive voice, I know already. Mm. Like, he, uh, he collided with an officer-involved coup. <laughs> Uh, A leftist who served longer than any other current head of state in Latin America, Mr. Morales lost his grip on power. So, what kind of him? Just slipped through his fingers. (laughs) He just lost straight into the lithium mine. You know his (laughs) his grip on power, as opposed to you know the um Mm. his mandate. uh, Yes, yeah, his his democratic mandate. No, it's he had a grip. Allende had a grip. Yeah. Um, the Sandinistas, it was a grip. They all had a grip on power. They were forcing companies to to pay workers wages, and that's just not, that's free speech. Very, very tight grip, like a, like a hand job I received in 1996. <laughs> um, um, wait, so he, he, basically what we're imagining here is that Evo Morales is like Sean Bean at the end of GoldenEye. Essentially. In effect, yeah. Yeah. So Mr. Morales lost his grip on power amid violent protests set off by a disputed election. Yeah, but yeah, by I, I feel like it's important to note fas- uh, protests led by like explicit swastika and everything fascists. Yeah, and then like oh no, yeah, and supported by you know Coca Cola. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and the CIA and you know Mike Pompeo and whoever else. But like, oh, yeah. it, it, it is impossible <laughs> to say how like little the people on the ground currently burning Morales's house to the ground have on have little care for optics right they're all yeah. like absolute explicitly fascists and that's that's I'm just cool. imagining i just imagining a coca-cola ad that's like share a coke with jose eichmann well the, the thing <laughs> is right if it had been pepsi they would have overthrown him with that like um uh, that one protest in that ad that wasn't about <laughs> the anything movement. yeah <laughs> evil morales joined the conversation exactly whereas coke oh they had God, to get I- a little bit more aggressive I so want to see an advert where it's like somewhat like it's like fucking Kylie Jenner walking into the Nuremberg rallies and handing Hitler a Coke <laughs> and he drinks it and just mellows out and goes back to art school. Oh, God. I it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yes. I hate how fucking plausible this all is. <laughs> right. But um, and, and now there is there is mass violence in the country. And the thing is, right, like there are the the, the like liberal reflex like it is the, the the tap the knee with the hammer that has happened is well mm. you know yes he was a a might have been a good leader who, who like oversaw massive growth and sharing of prosperity in his country yes of course but he may ha- there may have been election uh, yes. rigging I, and so everything that happens then because he violated some rule is now legitimate I, mean, I, I have to say as a matter of like personal growth it's kind of a fool me three times shame on you thing because the first time this happened was Brazil, where um, the Lava Jato investigation uh, sort of implicated uh, Lula, who is now out of jail, and Dilma Rousseff in corruption. And I was like, "Well, that sounds quite plausible. It doesn't mean they should overthrow them, but maybe they did." And like now, after Venezuela and now this, I, I've come to the the conclusion that it doesn't matter, mm. right? It, who cares yeah. if he? cheated on the election, if we're gonna overthrow people for cheating on elections, start in fucking Georgia and install Stacey Abrams. But Yeah. 
It's it's quite a like uh, a galaxy brain move, isn't it? To be like, well, I'm not sure if this president is democratic enough. Well, the only solution to inject some more democracy into this scenario is a military coup. Yeah, famously <laughs> fans of fair election processes. They love it. There's no, there's nothing I trust more with an election than someone whose entire chest is covered with little shiny pieces of metal. <laughs> and within a day, we saw um, Morales' vice president and the head of the senior election court being like frog-marched out in handcuffs by men in balaclavas. So that's, that's a mm. sense of where this is going. Um, Wait, wasn't there a mayor a supporter of his who she was dragged through the town and had her hair yes like, and, and, and she was she was she was covered in red paint um mm-hmm. and then the, you know the police evacuated her but now the police obviously have gone onto the side of the military so it, it's it's all very good and we're mm. about to see all of the like uh supposedly ironic pinochet did nothing wrong right-wing death squad american fascist memes come back again Oh, yeah, no, because, of course, this could never happen here. No. Obviously, because mm. that's over there. That's a their thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, America is doing a pretty poor job of getting rid of its president. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, well, I mean, honestly, that, that's, you know what this has led me think of, what made me think of, right, is President Sanders, PM Corbyn, you know, inshallah, but do you think they're just going to, like, oh, yeah. let that well, happen? It, my favorite thing was, um, I don't know if you remember when... That footage came out of the uh, soldiers in Afghanistan shooting at a paper target of Corbyn. Of course Um, we remember. The head of the general staff uh, came on, like, he did an army broadcast in a special army studio. Yes, yes, I remember that. It was very much like the BBC News studio, except all of the stuff had, like, army on it. And he was just standing there in his uniform saying about how, you know, unacceptable this was. And somebody took a screenshot of that and they said, "That's, that's like... BBC News, day one after Corwin wins an election. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, mm. Yeah, but like, let's, I think let's, focusing back on, on Bolivia, right? Like, this is a white supremacist coup as much as it is a fascist mm. one. And, and Bolivia it's- is 5% white by their own metrics. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's like a tiny overclass of essentially like 10 families who have owned mm. silver mines since forever and now lithium mines. and pretty much everybody else is mixed or indigenous and the first the first indigenous leader of that country in its entire history being overthrown by a bunch of white supremacists eh, you can kind of see the direction this is taking yeah and look like the thing is like you know morales was building a country where indigenous people could be equal to those who were defended from europeans uh, and it's core to what Lula was doing in Brazil, what Chavism is intended to do in Venezuela, and what U.S.-funded Contra death squads throughout Central America in the 1980s are trying to prevent to keep everyone like beaten down and servile. Mm. Well, they, they, say, they, like, were, they were burning the Wifala flag, which is like an indigenous symbol of resistance, mostly of the Aymara, mm. which is the ethnic group that Morales is from. Um, yeah. Oh, and also the Amazon is on fire. And while mm. most of that's in Brazil... Uh, about like ten percent of it is in Bolivia, and oh no, the good Amazon is on fire. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and you you can just assume that that's now just going to be even yeah, more so clear cut. Um, yeah, yeah, and like the Euro- the European descended elites 
of Bolivia, just like the ones in Brazil, just like the ones in Venezuela, like, you know, Esteban, Hitler, whatever. They all, all they mm. want is to own indigenous people as slaves again. That's literally all they want. And Coca-Cola- And is that so much to ask? And Coca-Cola wants to own Bolivia's water. And Apple wants to own its lithium mines. And they'll all work happily together it, forever it, it is, until they get what they want. It is the general in his labyrinth. And it's maybe problematic to compare Morales to uh, Bolivar, but- uh, you know, I th- I think he's up there, and yeah, no, it's just immensely depressing, and it makes everything feel futile. And I feel like the only hope that you can get from this is something that uh, Morales himself said when, like, after being offered ex- uh, like exile in Mexico, uh, he he quoted Tupac Amaru II, the uh, the indigenous king who led resistance against the Spanish, and he said that yeah, you can drive us out now, but we'll come back in millions. And I, I think that's probably true. I just hope it's it's soon enough to make a difference. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted us to cover that, but I'd also like to bring, a, bring us back home, um, sort of also more into, let's say, the realm of expertise of, of our, our fine guests this evening as well. And it also, it's very rare that we get to leave one of those on a hopeful note. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to bring us back home now um, to our own... Um, sinister leftist uprising, mm-hmm. organizing in WhatsApp groups to seize power by telling people how to vote. Damn. Um, WhatsApp groups called Greg's, incidentally. <laughs> that, was, that was the funniest detail of this whole little episode to me, was that you had a secret organizing group for Corbyn, and it was called both Greg's and then earlier Nando's. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's... How what will code? they ever crack the code? <laughs> what what <laughs> sinister code could this be? Yeah, on, on the one Nando's hand, was the Change UK party, wasn't it? Yes. Didn't they all go for a cheeky Nando's That's together? That's true. But like, so, I, I love mm. the a great idea. False flag right I there. love the idea that on the one hand you have uh, GCHQ, MI6, all of this, and on the other you have Seamus Milne setting up a WhatsApp group and calling it Greg's. That's, <laughs> yeah, amazing. Mm. I mean, you have to basically like try to shit your pants about that. Yes, like it's a real effort. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the um, how a lot of the uh, you might say um, psycho press of the UK has been handling. <laughs> try- very twisted press. <laughs> trying to <laughs> estimate um, sort of what Labour's manifesto is going to be, which is interesting because Labour hasn't released a manifesto, no. but that hasn't stopped the, the Tories and the Telegraph from calculating the cost of it. Um, well, the thing is, so, the, he's going to spend a trillion pounds on grievance studies. Mm. Yeah, he's going to he's going to make everyone learn basket weaving mm-hmm. uh, in solidarity with all of the people who actually no one alive today just are ancestors enslaved. Um, and so, like, why are you even still bringing it up? Mm. He's going to do a reverse wind rush and deport all of the white people to Jamaica for some reason. <laughs> it's incredibly expensive. Damn. No one can say why he wants to do it. I don't know why they got this idea, but... You could honestly get get the spectator behind that if you promised them that once they'd all been deported to Jamaica, they could finally say the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, this is how we're going to do the wealth tax, is we give you a pass for slurs, but the, like it's a 90% tax on all of your assets. No, no, no. It's just an N-word jar. It's like a pound a throw. <laughs> you have to live offshore. Yeah, they'd all be in crippling credit card debt by the end of the week. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so here's this bizarre article from the Telegraph, okay. which is only a vote for the Tories can stop the Labour nightmare. Oh no! Uh, as opposed to the completely normal situation we find yeah. ourselves Fre- in fucking right now, Freddie Corbyn just wearing the mm. striped sweater and menacing you, <laughs> <laughs> but menacing you, but with like. With like gloves made of uh, universal basic services <laughs> and shards of jam pots. Yeah. <laughs> Very sinister. So the Tories calculate uh, that Mr. Corbyn's plans amount to spending uh, an extra 1.2 trillion pounds over five they years. They also fucking calculated they'd build 200,000 new homes. So why the fuck should you <laughs> listen to their fucking calculations? Mm. I'm uh, just imagining Matt Hancock with like an old timey adding machine yeah. and like a fucking croupier's visor just being like And then it just says like the cow says moo And then he's like Yeah one point two trillion I guess This is this is I think the trash future policy. This is our manifesto commitment. We keep Matt Hancock in government, whoever is reelected. Absolutely. And we give him a speaking spell. And he gets to be in the corner at every cabinet meeting, just being like, the cow mm. says moo, and Jeremy Corbyn has to be like, yes, Matt, it does. Would you, li- <laughs> would you like some more jam, Matt? Yes. Would you, would you like a biscuit? So then, over the course of this podcast, over the years we've been doing it, Matt Hancock has turned from a kind of, sort of, just kind of like a Michael Scott figure uh-huh. into a Labrador. Yes. Into Renfield. Yes, more or less. Like, we we have to give him, like, his own little, uh, like, cupboard that he can, like, rest in, and he can just be at all the cabinet meetings, and he can, like, mm. contribute. Yeah. So Yeah. Um, There's an incredibly intelligent picture of Matt Hancock in an attic somewhere. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting smarter and smarter. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, basically, the, they're saying that this would be a rate of growth of spending three times faster than under even Gordon Brown. Even Gordon, noted Stalinist Gordon Brown. Damn, damn. <laughs> um, and any citizen worried about the supposed economic costs of Brexit, by the way, they're all exaggerated, yes. needs to weigh up the catastrophic price tag of any vote that leads to a Corbyn-led government. I mean, so just, just said, imagine that the, the might be a difference between two kinds of Labour leader elected 10 years apart. That's not fair at all. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's the three kinds of spending, and Indy, I'll throw to you uh, for this, but like the first kind of spending is the kind that Gordon Brown would have done, which is, we have to give the banks money so that the graph stays happy. And mm. then... You don't the, want a sad graph. The Corbyn kind of... Spe- the Corbyn McDonald kind of spending, which is, we're just going to build stuff. And then the third kind of spending, which is like the Lib Dem, like austerity Tory kind of spending, which is we're going to give 2.5 billion pounds to a public private partnership so it can innovate a new idea for green homes. We're going to give some money to a vibe, actually. So what, <laughs> well, how do you, how do you, what do you think of this kind of spending? I just I really enjoy the the current discourse around billionaires at the moment where everyone's like, if you were given a pound every other week for, say, 500 centuries, then maybe you could be as rich as Bill Gates. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how Corbyn could spend uh, <laughs> like if it's a br- this many trillions. <laughs> like if it's a Brewster's how million many situation? jam pots can he get the, out the, of that? The Sun um, called it a spending spree. And I'm like, yes, that sounds amazing. Please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everything not meant everything to spend is spend money shit. on the country. Everything is You're meant shit to take the money away from the youth centers <laughs> and uh, you know, away from uh Yes, no, food no, banks no, no. Are uplifting, give remember. me give me the spending spree. Give me the daddy dom buying me shit off my wish list, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, Corbin. What is Corbin's just gonna fin dom the entire country? And folks, he's not gonna give us a safe word. <laughs> Damn. So Javid said. Now is the time for responsible investment, not reckless borrowing. Again, what does he mean by responsible investment? Uh, it's, it's, responsible it's when you invest- don't do investment. Yeah. yeah. A responsible investment is when you pull out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Like, I mean, honestly, like the whole thing about just like, oh, well, actually, you know, Brexit will be fine, but Jeremy Corbyn spending some money on things that we need is going to be a disaster. Like, it's so, it's such an insane, like, perception that's purely generated by, like, how, like, mad the political situation is in our country because you just look at them, they're being like, oh, you know, kind of withdrawing from all of our key trade and regulatory agreements overnight that, and, like, <laughs> like creating a weird, like, enclave in Northern Ireland. That'll be fine. Whereas doing some, like, moderate social democracies such as the kind they have in Sweden, good God, we're going to have to execute thousands of people overnight. Well, Sweden actually has the purge, and I don't know if we want to yeah. have the purge. No. no. So, um, it's it's, it's impossible to be a conservative anywhere in Scandinavia. Uh, I was saying this to Nate on the way to Liverpool, where he was like, oh, you worried about, like, you know, the, the cops might catch you speeding. And I'm like, no, there aren't any cops anymore. They fired them all. <laughs> They can't even afford to spend money on cops anymore. Like, Britain is the purge. It just hasn't been officially announced. (laughs) Your doorbell is going to be your cop soon, so we don't need them. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll get a lot of fascists being like, why aren't these doorbells investigating grooming gangs? (laughs) So, I mean, Corbyn Mm. wants to spend money on children not being hungry at school. And really, the problem is is that poor people had children. And the other thing is, like, you know... um, uh, as a lot of uh, quite reasonable uh, people uh, from the right asked, well, why does every child need a hot meal? What if they're all trying to, like, you know, walk for the house that Coco built? Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I mean, this this is good. I like this aspect of the Labour campaign. I like pushing Tories on this, and I like it because it makes them go mask off and be like, no, actually, I don't think every child should have a hot school meal. Um, also, uh, I am the Grinch, and I hate Christmas, uh, and all that is good in this world. Well, what actually happened, I think, was that there was sort of a 10 to 1, to a kind of one-nation Toryism, which is, by the way, and as our discussion of uh, the conservative housing policy will show, is always a lie. But, like, at least they say they're going to invest. But yeah. what's happened is Javid has taken control of the um, messaging of the um, messaging of, of the spending for the campaign. So austerity's back. Mm-hmm. He's like, actually, because he always thought austerity was good because austerity made him in particular super rich. Yes. Uh, he, he has one thing to do, and it's austerity. And yeah. So like, extrapolating from a sample size of one, yes. it made everyone rich. And, yeah, and, and so, and so he- tell Boris being like, "Oh, we're going to pause this facet of austerity or that facet of that facet of austerity." It's never going to work because Javid's just going to be like, "No, we just we just cut everything." Uh, yeah, yeah. The well, faucet so of austerity is actually in Boris's bank. office. <laughs> yeah, he w- actually he was in charge it's, of it's CDOs. Next, it's next yeah. to the stop Brexit switch. So this is <laughs> th- in fact, India. You you point this out. This is what makes me sort of like just cackle because he says every time labor get into power they spend beyond their means leaving the country on the brink of bankruptcy as Mm. though again Mm. wait hang Mm. on was it the last labor government by like i don't know at least like investing in some sure start centers and um then like building some libraries in wolverhampton 
Did that crash the global economy? Yeah, I was think it, it might have. How, how does Javid when the, the global economy crashed? Oh, so he was packaging up the collateralized debt obligations that crashed the global economy. Uh, what a, what listen, as soon as the people in Wolverhampton start reading, that is the first horseman of the apocalypse. Things always go wrong. It is an affront to God. People in the black country cannot learn to read. We've warned our politicians over and over again. To be clear, Milo, they are able to it's just that they must not yeah they must not it, i it love this idea that we've developed of javid as bernardo gui in the name of the rose right and he's just <laughs> like absolutely dead set against the heresy that is uh, like anyone learning to read ever yeah mm. no absolutely unless your library is a public private partnership located in the one major global financial center yes. of london and, and it's called the idea, idea store and then you just put your phone against the vending machine uh, and it, it harvests all of the data from it, and it dispenses you a book about how to do business success. That's fine. <laughs> a single, a single Google review of the idea store for one star, just, just saying. I, I went in there, and not a single idea was for sale. I, I just love the idea of like this sort of vending machine that harvests shit and just gives you a book against your will. And I just think that <laughs> once, once Corbin is in there, we just have to do that, but we have to fill all of them with the Quran. <laughs> mm. No, we have to fill all of them with what with what Corbin's conservatives' anti-Semitic plan yes. finally unveiled. Just <laughs> all of the libraries entirely filled with the Quran. It's the only book you can check out. But it's uh, it's the Quran that conservatives believe exists, which mm. is just the Quran. But inside the cover, it's just capital, baby. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and it says white genocide also. But the funny thing is, um. They do. The Telegraph does have to report a Labour's election pledges now. Like they I, have to. I love mm. the impartiality rules around elections. So, so embedded in this article is then a callout bar, a poll quote that says, "Wish list: Jeremy Corbyn's ten I, election I, I pledges." I fucking told you, Daddy Jeremy dumb Corbyn's shit. letter to Santa. Yeah, yeah. Um, dumb shit. <laughs> an end to in-work mm. poverty. Okay. An end to oh, food bank no. use. Oh no! <laughs> an end to 1.4 million older people but, not getting the care they need. I was Disgusting. using that food bank. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm not going to use that food bank, then I'm not going to have any food, and then there's, it's not good food. Listen, baby, use it or lose it. If we stop using the food banks, they'll go somewhere else. They'll go abroad to, like, Romania or somewhere, and we'll never get them back. <laughs> Where will Jacob Rees-Mogg go when he's feeling blue and he wants to be uplifted? <laughs> exactly. Jacob Rees-Mogg heard the word bank, and he was like, sounds good. And then he heard the word food, and he was like, hmm, oh, what is this? a horrible concept as a food investment bank, where it uses the <laughs> revenues that it somehow generates from the food bank side to just, like, bet on the stock market. Stop it. The Lib Dems are listening. <laughs> this carrot is actually a composite of thousands of other the carrots divided up into tranches. <laughs> so over a hundred thousand genuinely affordable homes built per year, an end to rough sleeping, an end to tuition fees, reduced waiting times for A and E and cancer treatments, Brexit sorted in six months, smaller class sizes, and a green industrial revolution which will create hundreds of thousands of jobs and cut carbon emissions, which we'll talk about in more detail later. Yeah, but all, so all of the jobs are gonna be communism, and the only job in communism is hissing a big girdle with a hammer for sixteen hours yeah. a day. <laughs> Wait, wait. So, so literally, this article is just like the bit in The Simpsons where they like <laughs> the Lionel Hutz thought bubble, where it's like, can you imagine a world yes, without lawyers? And it's just everyone holding that. hands, dancing yeah. around a rainbow. Because that's the thing. It says it's Saji Javid says we simply cannot afford the cost of Corbyn, and then the first thing they can't afford is an end to in work poverty, which is an endorsement of in work poverty by the Conservatives. <laughs> we can't afford to pay people enough to live to do the jobs that need doing. Because then our businesses would our great mm. British businesses. Gosh. wouldn't be prepared it's, to soar. It, it's almost I mean, as if the system that perpetuates that is unjust <laughs> in some way. 
Mm. Asking for a wage that you could live on and maybe also live in a house at the same time is a lot to ask for. When I was your your age, I died. (laughs) It's it's a unicorn, and you can't ask for a unicorn or anything good. Um... You just I was just enjoying Death Arthur Scargill there. That was fun. <laughs> I, look, I can't do voices. <laughs> um, I, I'm just stuck with the idea of, of Riley doing like Jason Statham voice. That's that's uh, going to stick with me. That's going to be on like the $15 Patreon yes. level. You, you have the to give us fans. a lot of money for that, but it's going to happen. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's <laughs> on the Trash Future Only fans. Listen, Cupcake, if I'm not severely underpaid for the next 15 minutes of work, <laughs> my economy's going to literally explode. <laughs> Essentially, you have summarized Javid's position. Damn. Um, so the Tories are saying they won't raise taxes, but they will do some borrowing to deliver a few bits of public investment. By the way, before anyone mm. goes around being like, ah, the Tories say Labour's going to blow a hole in the public budgets, but they're going to blow a hole in the public budgets also. Mm. Don't fucking bother. No one cares about that. Yeah, I mean, the, is, the, the obvious yeah. thing here is to be like, oh, but f- to, like six months ago, you said that the budget was like a household budget and we couldn't borrow above our means, but now you're borrowing above our means. That's stupid. Don't bother. Yeah. Don't bother doing that. Just make a fart sound. Um, yeah. It's a waste yeah. of your time. It's a waste of your energy. All of these people are completely transparent, uh, just contempt, contempt, yeah. contempt. So what you have to say, the only thing, if you're sitting around, because it's like getting into the holiday season, mm. right? If you're sitting around with your family and one of your relatives is like, oh, they're going to blow a hole in the, in, the, in the country's finances, be like, yes, good. Yes, they should do yeah. that. H- how, blow a hole how in the country's well, finances. How well are the country's finances or our mythical household budget working for you if you have to go to a thing that just opened in Glasgow, by the way, an infant food bank. Yeah. That that exists. That that exists Damn. is a moral issue, and the only way to solve it is a socialist government, and the best chance for the socialist yeah. government is Corman. I don't oh, think we should be eating infants. I don't care how poor you are. I think that's too far. Yeah, it's, this tribute act to Jonathan Swift surely has gone too far. <laughs> this um, reminds me of something Nate and I saw at a service station yesterday. Oh, God. Which you was, and Nate with your special yeah. little friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I know Nate is always hanging out. He's they Nate's had a, special they had boy. A, they had a tiny little microwave on a, on a shelf, which I presume was for, like, heating up your own food or, like, baby food or whatever. And then above it, they just had a huge sign pointing directly to the microwave <laughs> that said, Baby Zone. pretended to go up and make a complaint about their infant play area. <laughs> <laughs> it's very small. <laughs> it's very small and frequently uh, bombarded uh, uh, with you, radiation. You, you, yeah. want to, you want to complain about Sharia law? Get in the microwave. Get, get this miniature village the, the, three miles. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, this is, I feel like, the only responsible answer to all of this stuff is getting the tiny baby microwave. <laughs> I mean, get if the, the children are going without hot meals, mm. we could just turn the children into hot meals. Mm. Like, the, the, honestly, like there Fuck. is a three-week gap before someone in the Brexit or Tory party either writes or it comes out that they have written for like the conservative woman or whatever. A version of woman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Please get away from me. Yeah, uh, a version of that for like the conservative woman or whatever that just 100%. actually does advocate for like, look, honestly, if you have too many kids and you're short of food, you know, hundred yeah, percent, it, 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 it will be spiders in, do it. It, it will had... be in the Boris Johnson. <laughs> What's wrong WhatsApp with them? Group that's the oh, opposite. Oh, you think you're of, better than a spider? Very progressive. That's the opposite of Greg's. The Corbyn WhatsApp mm. group is Greg's. The Bo- the Boris Johnson WhatsApp group is going to be called something like Gas the Poor. And it'll be in there, and it'll get leaked, mm. and we'll all oh, have you mean to like act that, surprised. 
You mean like that yeah. Tory group that existed yes, where they talked yes, about I that mean, openly? Yes, I like that Tory yeah. group that like existed that. where they, they talked a, about they gas have and an coals. MP hopeful who literally was just like, oh, like all of these poor people on the TV should be put down. I, I love mm. to, I love mm. that I get like to say this. Retriever. Which one? Because <laughs> there's more than one, right? Like you know, this there seems to be a very thin line standing between us and I don't know. Um, some masked guys coming in to reverse the results yes, of an election yes, they don't I, like. I love mm. that the Tories yeah, those guys have in the mask get everywhere. Uh, uh, They're so like, busy. Uh, have been a friend to us in this one, in that this is the socialism or barbarism election, and I'm so glad that they have just laid out their stall for barbarism. Day one, being like, well, if I was in a burning building, I would just leave. <laughs> Oh, so damn. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm everyone. smart. I sorry. I I <laughs> we missed live it. in a society. I missed it. I can't believe I missed it. There is a big Tory policy that was announced yesterday. Oh, good. Okay, hit me. Thirty uh-huh, percent uh-huh. off train travel for veterans. Wow. Yes. They just have to, yeah. Not even service guarantees citizenship. Service guarantees a seat mm. between fucking London, Euston, and Glasgow. Oh, no, 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 I Alice. I, too, served in the posting wars. <laughs> no, 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 Alice. Service does not guarantee that seat. Mm-hmm. If you buy a card ser- for £30, service ah. gets you 30% off that seat for a year. Oh, I mean, that is good. quite useful because the only uh, combat stress unit that specializes in the particular type of uh, PTSD that you'll get um, if you're currently serving uh, is in, in London, Cornwall. in St. Pancras. Yeah, okay, so if, cool. you, if, you, if you're a veteran that, I don't know, got recruited off a Glasgow estate and then got repeatedly blown up yeah. for the past, uh, mm. you know, 10 years. But don't um, forget, many of... Like what? Eleven thousand of them are still homeless, yes. and the conservatives have. But they can they take were, a train now. Yeah, they can live on the train. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah, this is the, the most line. Tory policy is to only do something about veterans. But the veterans who have, like, that we agree, are good. That can pay their own way. This, the only way mm. this could be more Tory is if the rail card only applied to Marine A in person. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you needed to show a necklace yes, of ears. You must present proof of war crimes at the booking desk. <laughs> And also, like, it's just, it's not even good electioneering. It's, like, oh. so transparent because it's, like, it's oh, you're, you're appealing to veterans. Served in the ve- served yeah, in the which British is, like, Army. no one. Yeah, but what you're really appealing to is, like, the Marc Francois type people <laughs> who are, like, well, I was basically a veteran because yeah. I've, like, masturbated it, it, while thinking you know, about it is, a number this is, of times. This is appealing to the Tory base constituency, which at times I've been in, of, yeah, I thought about joining the military, but, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I could have I been a cop, from, basically. I come from a military family, but it's a it's a deeply cynical ploy on the part of the Tories because the military cuts are as such that no one is joining the military now. Yes. They're, they're just e- even, all the TA. Even if you go full trad and the only thing that you care about is, like, honour and tradition and stuff, like, uh, for instance, my grandfather uh, served in the Argyle and Southern Highlanders. That went from being a regiment to being a battalion of the Royal Regiment of Scotland, which got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So now it's company size. If even if all you care about is a purely like ceremonial thing of well, I have to keep the regiment intact, they won't even do that because they'll cut that too. Yeah, it's like the, the thing is like it's the this is always the story. With neoliberal governments, with with austerity, is that all of the things that were bad but at least functional, um, they're just yeah. They're just e- nothing even anymore. even the bad stuff doesn't work. There's no cops. There's no mm. troops. Um, mm. it, the the only argument that I'll ever be sympathetic to about the Corbyn ten thousand new police officers thing 
is that it points out that even on its own merits, neoliberalism doesn't work. That even, oh, but- even when it promises you more law and more order, it will never provide those things. But also, um, also breaking news, uh, the, we finally solved the mystery of the skills wallets. Oh, the, the, the uh, <laughs> oh Lenny and Carl thing. Yeah, they've got, they've got like a little Diablo inside yeah, them. Because this was, this is, if the, if the big Tory policy is 30% off train travel for veterans, the flagship li- and the flagship labor policy is... All of the, the stuff good you, stuff, yeah. The stuff you need for free mm. plus 10,000. The, the good stuff that you the country needs plus 10,000 police officers. Um, is, <laughs> I thought the skills wallet was an algorithm hiccup. A glitch no. in the makeup. No. In the oh, matrix, no? Do you, wait, do you not know what the skills wallet no, is? They put, they put out a big like tweet with no, Joe no, Swinton please. standing is- in front of text saying just skills wallet in all caps. It was very weird. <laughs> so I know what it is. I, I finally figured out what it was because okay, I've been please, agonizing about this please, for days. What, it, what the fuck? Is, is, so, is, it, is it like the ed egg thing we talked about? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's exactly fuck. that. Why? No. It's, it's an IEA policy okay. about how to provide more markets and education while encouraging okay. people to get skills. Okay. But what it's, is it? What give- is it, Riley? Tell us. You, it, it funds you to learn to kickflip. A, a fundamentally, kind of. Is it so, the Ziploc mm. bag that you give to children instead of their hot meal? Um, mm. In theory, uh, yes. It's full of belief and uh, so, you know, gumption. Basically, uh, the idea is it's an amount of money that's given to you by the government that you don't really get. It's put in a special account for you that you can spend Jesus on Christ, education. It is the edX thing. They just did the edX thing. <laughs> the Lib Dems are doing a policy from the IEA, no. the Institute of Economic Affairs. No. Damn. <laughs> so you you can only take the money out of the account to pay for oh, university. Oh, you fees? can't take it out. The no. university takes it out directly. Okay. But it don't it mm. won't have any effect on prices, obviously, because no, the constitutions will compete. So it won't just raise prices by like what five to ten thousand pounds for every single degree course. But are you in debt to the skills wallet? Uh, no, you, no. you become in debt to the university. I think. In a way, we are all a skills wallet. <laughs> um, God. Getting so, getting surgery to install a skills wallet. So in effect, <laughs> one is a person, but a but a wallet, but a, but a wallet of skills. So like, it's just, like wearing going, a, a like, human suit. Like like the third kind of trans, where you're just you're just M to S W. <laughs> That's the only kind of trans the Lib Dems will support now. Yeah. What m- male to coder? Yes. Male Damn. to JavaScript. I, I, I mean, you joke, but. Uh, there's plenty I'm of people in, my dick in, to the blockchain. In, in the LGBT Lib Dems who are like, well, okay, they might have lied about tuition fees and they might have lied about coalition, but at least they're on our side on this like culture war thing. And then immediately mm. the Lib Dems just like accepted all of these Tory psychos like Philip Lee, who were just like, oh, we're men turning into women. We can't have that. And now they're Lib Dem mm. peace. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Um, but never vote to- Lib Dem, never trust them. D- to answer your final, your, all your final questions about skills wallets, uh, the idea is that they give you this money you can spend. Uh, you g- they give a large amount of people um, uh, some money that they can spend at a small amount 
of selected education institutions throughout their lives to get more skills. Mm. And ordin- and this is the idea of this is it will defray the cost of getting those skills. And what we have to do is trust that the private education institutions aren't going to say jack up all of their currently existing prices by the amount of the skills wallet and then force you to take out a loan for the rest. Are you, are you suggesting that no, if I try to happen. use my my skills wallet of 20,000 pounds or whatever it is on a degree from, I don't know, Oxford University, that Oxford University's fees will go from 9,000 a year to 9,000 a year plus an extra 19,000. Um, well, look, they could, but there is some but stuff they w- about- they won't because the yeah, market- they wouldn't. Yeah, it's yeah the, exactly. The markets. What is a free market? Whereas, if you didn't want to go to Oxford University, you would just go to another yeah, Oxford I mean, University. The, the, the thing else. is, the thing is, Oxbridge is actually run by Alan Sugar, and so it's just going to work like the end of every Apprentice episode, where he's like, "Well, you could have like sold them for fucking three pound fifty each." Yeah. Absolutely. No, no, you've come in here, what you've done is, you've written an essay, uh, but your points are very diffuse, and they're not supported by the evidence from the reading, which, which you've still, cited. No, 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 don't still, give me any of that, let me, let me finish, still, listen. Still to Michael Caine. Oh, no. <laughs> listen, you think that you can come here to Oxford University, and you can make these kind of unsupported, sweeping generalisations without having made appropriate reference to the text in question. Yeah, wow. That's that's a really good uh, Michael Caine as Oxbridge, Don. Who I guess when now that, that, now that was the task, I conformed to the requirements, he, he did. the parameters he did. that were put you, in front of me. You, I gave you, you what you want, first, you hogs. Yes. And the thing is, Oxford will be able will be able to hire a lot more celebrity professors now that they'll have this extra cash boost. Do you think they'll get Neil Ferguson back? Maybe to talk about how good new- the emperor is. A couple more racist statues. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Sta- Damn, I'm so pleased so grateful to the Lib Dems for allowing me to get a an MBA degree from the Subway Jared School of Business and Innovation <laughs> at Oxford University. <laughs> but here's the other thing. Um all of this stuff, right, around these paltry policies, and I'm gonna go back to the uh the Tories now. It's not even new. No. So, uh, India, you're actually here qu- to talk a little bit more about the failure of their 2015 uh, housing policy. So this is from Politics Home. Uh, the Tories' 2015 manifesto committed the party to building 200,000 starter homes to be sold at a 20% discount and exclusively available to first-time buyers under the age of 40. So can you tell me how that went? Uh, so they, they sold some land and some houses were built, uh, but... I bought seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, none of them were, were starter homes because yeah. they didn't get the legislation through in time. And then, Damn, I hate when that happens. And then there's just kind of some like hand waving, like, there are like some, but so, like land was sold to developers and some houses was built on the land. And some of these houses were aff- affordable. That's, that's, which is the kind that's of, how you know a policy hmm. works is when you can only describe it in the passive voice. <laughs> wow, the cost of this starter home is exactly the same as the prize for the dodgeball competition. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, so the National Audit Office has confirmed that nothing that qualifies as a starter home has been built to date. They've attained zero. Like, Seriously. Sweet they, fuck all. They, they didn't build one tract of it somewhere in like a marginal seat that they needed? Nothing. Nothing. All my losses was lessons. A single hell. affordable but, house. But, but you start to thank God again that our adversaries are this incompetent. 
that you can't mm. build a Potemkin housing estate in whatever the top <laughs> target seat is and be like, yeah, you can totally move in there and then the walls fall down after the election. <laughs> they couldn't just requisition that um, village they already requisitioned once on Salisbury Plain. Yes, and just- <laughs> yes just, just have an all-troop village, village for some just- reason. <laughs> Amazing. That's the most like that, that, Tory thing is you have to like be in the army to live in this place. <laughs> like uh, are they are they just like are they just stupid and lazy yes, where they're not yes, even following they literally through with their own are. lies? And thank God that I they mean, can I all d- like leverage this stuff personally and have absolutely no conception of anything outside themselves. Otherwise we would have the Francois model estate on Salisbury Plain. <laughs> Incredible. I mean, honestly, like, uh, fucking Andrew Tate would be more effective at getting some affordable housing built than this because yes. he would just put out an Instagram story where he's like, listen, it, I've been to great affordable houses in Romania with sparklers and hot chicks. And if you if you can show me a genuinely good affordable house in whatever your shitty hometown is, you know what? I'll buy it. But if you can, I'm going to punch you because <laughs> I don't want to be taken to some house with your dodgy mates and they're all doing ketamine or whatever whatever the fuck and it turns out it costs 500,000 pounds <laughs> there's a there's a story in the FT um the other week where persimmon um the house builders the disgusting had, fruit <laughs> yes had um had decided to spend a bit more money building houses that weren't going to immediately fall down um before they oh, charge no. you huge amounts the shareholders thing uh, how's that affordable for the country surely we can only afford houses that fall down right away <laughs> And they were like, well, you know, our, our profits have dipped slightly, but uh, surprisingly, not as not as much as you thought they would. And I was like, yeah, I mean, people probably do want to buy a house that isn't immediately going to kind of sink into the hellmouth that you built it over. <laughs> so um, the uh, here's here's what they what they say. Speaking of persimmon, because mm-hmm. what do you know? They're involved in this. Uh, what, what a surprise. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. One in one. Just, yeah, just damn. putting some red string between two points on my big cork board. Well, the is- <laughs> actually, the price of avoiding, you know, Stalinism under Jeremy Corbyn is that everyone has to live in Khrushchevki under the Tories. Essentially, yes. We're not going to do anything about the stairwell drunk. No, absolutely not. <laughs> the funding originally intended for the starter homes has entirely been spent on acquiring and preparing brownfield sites, so like ex-industrial poison land, <laughs> for housing mm. more generally, some of which is classed as affordable. The Ministry of Housing, meanwhile, no longer has a budget dedicated to the delivery of starter homes at all, with the department what? shifting its focus in 2017 to instead try to help the same 200,000 households into home ownership through a range of government-backed schemes such as shared ownership Losses and help Losses, lessons. Mm. Help to buy another uh, great scheme where mysteriously every house suddenly cost one pound less than the uh, the cap. Yeah, why did every house? Why was every house in Britain suddenly four hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety (laughs) nine pounds and ninety nine pence? We may never know. And everyone is officially in negative equity now. Literally, like, that's fucked. <laughs> literally, the Tories would like go go to like look review the books of a laundrette owned by a known drug dealer and be like, God, what a profitable laundrette! Amazing that this guy is both a successful drug dealer and a successful laundrette well, this, owner. This, this is the <laughs> small business crazy. hustle that we need. Yes. Yeah. So, in effect, what has happened is the uh, 2015 flagship housing policy mm-hmm. has gone to buy Jeff Fairburn 
an extra garage I, I, for his I, Rolls I, I Royce. I so love that we mm. can trace this to one guy. It's a, it's a guy. It's, it's one a, guy. That's a big garage, given how much he's made. Well, it's, a, it's got point, a lot of cars to go in. Yeah. I just, like, are the Tories willfully dumb? Do they honestly think yes. if they keep asking developers nicely, they might build houses that, even houses that will be useful for people? Like, a lot of these houses are not the houses that people will need. Or, like, maybe it's the house you will need when you buy your first, like, little chunk of shared ownership mm. but what are you going to do when you maybe want to have a child i mean disgusting to think that yeah. you could afford a child if you can't well if you're not prepared to eat it then <laughs> yeah, you can't I, I, I just thought we were going to disgusting to have a child and we were just going to the anti-heterosexuality podcast and i'm entirely yeah. there for that <laughs> no, i mean yeah i, I could also <laughs> bring that along junior, I mean, junior anti-sex yeah. league um, yeah. <laughs> like, well, because you know, developers love being like, "Oh, this is actually a three-bedroom house," as long as the third person is uh, a borrower or Stuart Little, which some well, people you, you are. Keep- if anything, it's a diversity issue. <laughs> you only keep the baby until they're one year old, and then uh, instead of like a second bedroom, that's just a microwave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, then then their skills wallet kicks in, and they go <laughs> off to learn JavaScript. What is a microwave if not a skills wallet for babies? <laughs> um, the oh, California damn. cheeseburger. So, uh, what are but what are the Tories offering now? Because they look, they looked at this policy and like I, I actually think they're not willfully stupid. I think they realize it just doesn't matter because they can mm. just they can just do nothing well, except enrich their in friends. These, they've all invested in these development companies. Of yeah. course, that's it. They they're just going to enrich their friends and they're rich themselves. And so long as they can get the headline, Tories pledge to build two hundred thousand new homes. The several years later headline, Tories fail to build a single home except for one that's made of like. You know, yeah, tissue that, box. That, that wouldn't matter unless it happened during the time when the press was like legally forced to be neutral. Even then, it's pretty hard. But Still, here's what they're though, offering. They, they clearly did not expect that one to happen. Mm. No, and we love that. But here's what they're offering now. Because look, they learned, they took this, they learned from this, and now they have something new. So Esther McVeigh is saying their new plan is a green housing revolution. Yeah, you just get um, a greenhouse. <laughs> and it's poly tunnels. It's a thirty-eight. We're going to build polytunnels on the green belt, and it's a thirty-eight million pound investment that will harness modern technology to deliver two thousand properties. Mm-hmm. Wow! Well, that'll be enough. Yeah, the, the, I, there's only yeah. two thousand people in Britain. Yeah, yeah. As long as we deport a load of other people, I'm sure that'll solve the problem. Yeah, I've been slightly concerned about what Esther McVeigh thinks modern technologies is because she found it a revelation that architects were using computers to design houses. Um. Well, here's actually mm. she we do she does say what she thinks this okay, is. Okay. So What's the even technology? though she admits we are still about eighty thousand homes a year short of our building mm-hmm. target, there is an answer within our grasp. There will always be a place for traditionally built homes, but to reach our target, we are going to have to speed up the delivery of homes using modern methods. The benefits of modular homes built in a factory oh, are clear. Fuck off. <laughs> live in a container? Yeah. yeah live, live, in a live, container. In, live in a container. Live in a container. Live in a container. Cool. I mean, prefabricated is not necessarily terrible, and there are architects that can do some really exciting stuff with it. Yeah, but, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm no. Not we, we've sure seen where it. this is going, and it's just putting a shipping container with like one window in it. Living yeah. in one of those like Fisher Price plastic houses uh, with less. like a, with yeah. like a fake plastic cooker in it, and like, just being like, I love my playhouse. Fake plastic Look. cooker, my favorite Radiohead song. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I, I could imagine. Like, I, I share no animus against like I have no animus against um, prefab homes. I think it's probably. I mean, be architects something we need. can do some really yeah. sexy stuff with that, but the problem mm. is you need like so. The, 
the UK architecture industry is not short of uh, exciting ideas of ways to solve issues with housing. And uh, there are ways of building prefabricated houses that can be super flexible. So, you know, if you do decide to have children or if your elderly relatives need to move back in or if you become disabled and you need to have a downstairs bathroom. Well, none of those things ever happen. <laughs> no. um, but I, I also love that they have to throw out that line about traditional housing because somewhere Roger Scruton is like rising from the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't actually count as housing unless it has Doric columns and a dome. I mean, it's it's going to be prefabricated Poundbury. Mm. Um, yeah. No, it's it's what is it? Uh, um, uh, Roger Scruton is rising from his crypt <laughs> and then putting on his um, Dagestanian hat that actually is his hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> looking like um, uh, Habib um, Nurmagodinov. Nagmadov. Uh, yeah. Nagmadov. That's the one. Um, I really, I pull, I almost pulled that out of the out of the air uh, for myself. I almost did it. Mm. So, but like, yeah. So what's going to happen is like because it's the Tories delivering it, and because it's not for Jeff Fairburn specifically, it's going to either suck or not happen. Yes. Um. Damn. Well, one really fun thing about prefab housing that uh, I read over the weekend is um, with the California wildfires, the problem is, well, so you get a wildfire and uh, it burns down all the houses and then you build some prefabricated houses in their place because you kind of need to rebuild your home and then the fire comes back and it burns down again and then the firefighters that have to go and fight the fire don't know what sort of smoke they're dealing with because these prefabricated houses are burning and all the like noxious gases that are created when the insulation burns but the only just, way like, to going up in smoke so it's really climate change proof but the only to- way to build a prefabricated house is out of asbestos and carbon monoxide <laughs> well that's the exactly. thing like Build She's- it out of build it out of dried weed, so the the uh, the firemen get lit. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just it's the, the her apparently the house building um program is just Esther McVeigh sends everyone earning under a certain amount uh, a video of the primitive technology guy building a yes. mud hut, punching trees yeah. down until you have a house out of them. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the other thing, right? Like. McVeigh is talking about how this is all going to be green, and it's not specified how it's going to be green, but I bet it's going to take a lot of lithium. Hmm. Mm. Wonder where they're going to get that. Uh, I don't know. We haven't just heard I hear, about. Anywhere. I heard there was a South American country in need of some strong leadership. Yeah, it's yeah, finally Venezuela. open. It's finally open for business. Mm. Like it yeah. hasn't been before. Um, but what's I, what's funny about this is that this is supposed to turn the north into the capital of construction for modern house building techniques. Uh, and this is and now <sighs> 2.5 billion pounds that have been issued to support small to medium sized businesses and innovators through its home building fund. Amazing. So they haven't built any homes, but they have supported businesses who promised to build homes now that they've been given a I'm ton sure of money. I'm sure they'll do that. So just a will. couple of developers that have pinky sworn that they will build a container ship village with green roofs. Yes, they're just mm-hmm. they're so they're so desperate not to just do the obvious solution of like God, all these houses need to be built, and there's just some guy in the back of the room like, well, we could build some houses. No, no, it's too simple. <laughs> <laughs> we need to come up with something uh, baroque and incredibly <laughs> complex and and filled with possible gaping pitfalls that relies on trusting some of the worst people to have ever lived. <laughs> That's the only way we're allowed to build houses because we were cursed by a witch. <laughs> um, and the great thing is, this is supposed to be the north that gets this money 
nope. <laughs> the government's um, promised homes uh, that this money is only going to is going to eight councils, but only two of them are in the north, <laughs> and it's all just going to private companies anyway that are going to get contracted by the councils. And you can't give the council the money to buy the homes. They might just spend it all on suites. Yeah, yeah of it's, course. It's skills wallets. <laughs> It's just skills wallets, but for homes. Homes wallets. Council skill wallets. Incredible. Like, none of this is going to work. None of this is going to work. No. Nothing will work. The no. skills wallets won't work. This won't work. Somehow they're not even going to give, like, the Help for Heroes rail card to, like- No, it's, it's all a test of your credulity, right? Yeah. How much longer are you going to, like, believe this shit? And each- As we get closer to the election, there's more and more desperation, and we get less and less- certitude and less and less convincing until it's eventually just like this where it's going to be like yeah we're going to build the homes maybe you can't see them um they're going to be <laughs> somewhere and they're going to be sustainable maybe probably yeah they're gonna, uh, they're going to be green yeah. and some green. somewhere a veteran will be getting a discounted rail fee you're not a veteran you don't like but somewhere maybe probably yeah. who knows you don't know no. for certain um, before we before we end, uh, India, I want to leave you with this headline from the Evening Standard. You might be livid at this landlord who caged the thermostat <laughs> in his tenant's property, but not me. Nobody needs to be 24 degrees Celsius at 3 a.m. Damn, I didn't realize oh, that the, yeah, the thermostat loved being domed. Uh, excuse yeah, me. The thermostat I got put in a cock cage. Essentially, like a smart cock cage. Mm. I, for one, am absolutely shocked that landlords would be defended by squints at Evening Standard. <laughs> Sophia Money Coots! Quick, I, I, quick I'm breakdown still... on the absolute Greek tragedy yeah. levels of nominative determinism oh, no, going down that way. No, Sophia, that... wisdom, ironic. Money means money and rail means rail, obviously. <laughs> classic. And uh, Coots, yeah, the bank that the Queen uses. I'm still... She used to write for Tatler. I, yeah. I, I... And also, she's actually from the Coots banking family. Of course. Her brother is that magician. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm still I'm still stuck on the smart cock cage because that's still the platonic trash future product to me. Everything yeah. we're doing is a facet of the smart cock cage. The smart cock cage is like the good American. Yes. Also, the 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 reason that it's inside this uh, kind of uh, also it's transparent, which just seems so deeply sadistic. So you can see um, it's connected to one of those Nest home systems. Mm -hmm. So somewhere the landlord is logging onto an app and just changing the temperature so they can literally gaslight <laughs> them and be like oh no, it's not it's not cold in there i don't know why, no. why <laughs> if it is cold as your landlord it's my right to decide how warm you are because fuck you yes and, I, yeah, I and mean, our rental as, protections as, as, are so pathetic that you can only really have a leg to stand on if you're like, it's dangerous to my life. Well, exactly. Uh, like, the, from the legal perspective, I was interested to see lawyers replying to this and being like, well, this has to be illegal, surely. And Well, no, <laughs> not really, actually. Um, yeah. Like, if, if it's interfering with, like, a basic right to heat, possibly, but it, good luck making that argument. And yeah. also, you just get evicted anyway, because you can't, like, bring any of that into... Like, there's no constructive dismissal for getting evicted. Mm. You can't say, I am being evicted unfairly because of this. Oh, yeah, weirdly, they were going to abolish that clause, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, it's strange, still, like, fucking huh? random. Um, oh, also, how many Tory MPs are landlords? Because um, I feel like it's a lot. I feel all of them, except Matt Hancock, who yes. doesn't know how to be one. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, Matt Hancock wanted to be one, but the forms are actually quite complicated, yeah. and you can't sign them with a paw print anyway. Okay, guys, I, I've got to, I've got to run because uh, <laughs> I genuinely and don't laugh have to go to a Joker-themed comedy night. So <laughs> we, we live in a comedy ironic. night. Yeah, we do. We do live in a comedy night. So uh, I'll have to, I have to love you. Yes, maybe. indeed. Uh, although I think that's um, that's going to have to about do it for today's dose of white hot fury, courtesy yeah, of uh, the Trash Future yeah. podcast <laughs> and our friend India Block. This is the ladle of slop that you get. Um. <laughs> uh, India, where can people find you? Uh, I am on the internet at India Block on Twitter. Come find me. I'll probably be ranting about people putting their thermostats in cock cages. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Milo, you're off to go to a Joker comedy night, which is hilarious. <laughs> I am. Yes, exactly. I will say I'm, I'm, I'm doing some I'm doing some dang shows like early next year. Like if you live in Liverpool, I'm doing a show at Hot Water Comedy on the 17th and I'm doing a version of my show in London on the 18th of January at uh, Two North Down. So if you're into, into coming and seeing your boy for an hour, maybe buy some tickets for those because I feel like I've probably sold none. Oh, and we have a live show on December 3rd, don't we? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, possibly. Yes. Oh, and we, also, okay. after this, I'm recording a, uh, well, there's your problem with YouTuber Do Not Eat. It's going to be, 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 fuck, going to be about mm. the MV Estonia ferry disaster. How are you going to narrow it down to one? Tune yeah. in to find out. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, all the usual stuff about registering to vote, my campaign map for momentum, that's all in the episode description. You must immediately start door knocking for labor if you want to um, cause the Tories to have live in their nightmare society where thermostats aren't in cages, people are fed and educated, and the homes actually occur. Yes. Make, yeah. make Freddy Krueger real. Okay. <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.